Developing Leaders 1420 podcast. I'm Ryan Lamb. I'm Cole Law. What's up, Cole? Man, what's up? How are you this morning? I'm doing pretty good. Coffee. I'm trying to get you coffee. I'm trying to control my addiction. You are feeding me addiction. Back off just a little bit. I guess it's better than meth, but uh, yeah, yeah. I tell you what, I, I know people that coffee abusers that are productive. I don't understand. I would say, but try this deal out. Go over there. He seems. Oh man, Joe doesn't not do well. Joe doesn't do well. Joe, Joe doesn't, doesn't do function well. at a high level. Yeah. Here we, we're over at here in, in East Texas and right across the line. And oh, there's Bigfoot over here, you know, in the bottoms right here in southern Arkansas as Sasquatch. well. Sasquatch. Sasquatch. So, you know, yeah. southeast Oklahoma is a Sasquatch hotspot, and uh, so is Falk, Arkansas. It's a Boggy Creek it was the legend of Boggy Creek. Was that what it was? Boggy Creek Monster. Yeah, Boggy Creek Monster. That's right. Well, come to find out, I think that was back in the day. There was you know hot spots for moonshining. Okay. And, and I think my theory is is that they said, hey, there's this giant hairy creature out there in these bushes. We've seen him. You know, we've got documentation of this, right? You know, so me and old such and such, you know, we've got our steel down there, and we don't want you to go down there mess with our steel. I think our modern day steel is now the meth lab, so in our area. But again, that's just mine. That's right. I, I, had, I, I could be completely wrong on this. A lot of conspiracy theories that float around about everything, but I mean that one doesn't sound completely absurd. No, I mean I think that they made up this crazy monster to try to keep people out of the woods, so to keep them away from their whiskey stills back in the day, and now it's the meth labs. So. Meth labs and weed farms everywhere. Yeah. It's not in Arkansas really anymore. Y'all pretty much legalized. Well, not y'all. No, you're I'm out. in Texas now. They've pretty much legalized it. Not as much so as like Oklahoma. When you drive through oh, yeah, Oklahoma, Oklahoma on the Indian Nation Turnpike, you know you get up to like the Okmogi. Okmogi's got to be like the you know medical marijuana capital of the world or something, dude. They've got like a little you know dispensary on every corner. And Okmogi, there's nothing there. So yeah, Covington yeah, engines. If you're an aircraft guy, mm-hmm. you know they overhaul them and do them there, but. Other than that, there's that and about some weed, you know. Interesting concept. Yes. Yeah. So. Which. I mean, I guess we're kind of chasing the rabbit a little bit. Well, I think it kind of leads into kind of one of the things that uh, that I'd like to, to bring up and discuss this morning. Go ahead. I'm following. Okay. Yeah. You're kind of wondering where I'm going with this. Yeah, go ahead. Um, this is going to be about, you know, we're, we talk about leadership, leadership, leadership. But also, we have to realize that you and I are both being led. You know, uh, you're leading me, I'm leading you. We have influence on each other. Uh, you know, same thing with our wives and our relationships. The same thing, you know, whatever community we're in, you know, we try to have the uh, presence as a leader, but we also have peers, and our peer groups matter. So, I want to take you back to, oh, let's see here, a week or so ago, a couple weeks ago. Was it a week ago that I got back from Wyoming? Mm-hmm. Last Thursday? Yeah, last Thursday I got back. So Friday? Yeah. Thursday, Friday. 
end of the week. Yeah. Well, let me take you back to September because here we are. We're at the end of October. Today's the 29th day of October, 2023. And um, I'd gone out uh, out west elk hunting uh, in September. Stayed like two weeks. Okay. Uh, on elk, saw elk, never could get, you know, everything you right. know, going on. So fast forward uh, that general tag so I could go out there archery hunting. And I went out there with uh, Chase. Me and Chase went out there archery hunting. <clears throat> Anyways, we were unsuccessful. Um, but I had a, a that rifle tag worked well, so you could either shoot one with the bow or one with a rifle. So I did a return trip. <clears throat> and the return trip, I had to go by myself. Chase didn't have enough vacation. And I knew I only had like a couple of days. So the opener was on Sunday, like the 15th. So I went up there, you know, a day or two ahead of time. I had this, you know, big plan written out. I was going to hike into this place, blah, 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 and all that. Well, the little place that I camped at that afternoon, um, you know, that I got up there, I was like, oh, I'm just going to camp here, you know, eat some, you know, some supper, get up in the morning, eat some breakfast, or a bit real hearty breakfast, and then put my camp on my back and hike in a few miles. I got up that morning. Uh, by the way, when I was brushing my teeth, I had a moose walk through camp, you know, so experience um after that ate my breakfast looked up on the mountain across from me i saw elk i was like okay so i'm gonna start this situation right here you know instead of going and packing in a long way so um tried them out on opening morning the next morning you know hiked up there uh unsuccessful hiked around anyways i went back to uh, next afternoon i went back to a location to where i'd uh, chase and i had found some during archery season Anyways, make a short story long, ended up getting on a bull, um, saw one that afternoon, put him to bed, got up the next morning, hiked in there to where uh, I knew he was supposed to be at, um, got a shot at him. I started, you know, breaking him down. Again, this is my first rifle bull, so I'd done it with a, a bow before, uh, but first rifle bull and first time I'd ever, like, handled one of those animals, you know, by myself. So, uh, it was very much a challenge, and I knew it was going to be a challenge going ahead of time you know i'd read all these articles saying hey you know this this deal is no joke Be, make sure you're prepared make sure you're within your you know you don't want to waste the meat you know that's the best part about the elk is the meat you know so it took me about you know i shot him you know, right at daylight that morning it took me about three hours to break him down and then uh, i had the choice i could either go up you know about a little over half mile about a 500 foot climb or you know, and that's where the truck was. So I had to go that way anyway. So first load went up. Um, I thought, oh, well, by the time I get to me about two hours to get half mile. And I was like, oh, well, this, this kind of sucks, you know, because it's kind of straight up. Yeah. So, and I told myself I was going to do it in four loads. So, like, well, I knew there was a trail that was cut at the bottom of that canyon. So I got my truck, drove an hour all the way down to the bottom. Got down to the bottom, and it was about an hour and a half hike up the canyon, about a thousand foot climb uh, up, but it was empty. And then, you know, mile and three quarters is what it was all the way back down to the truck with the meat on my back. Anyways, I say all that to say this. I had on my first load uh, of the next morning, because it took me, I got to load that out that afternoon. So I got two loads out on day one. You know, uh, one of them was at going up to the top and one of them was down to the bottom of the canyon on day two i got up i tried to let everybody kind of get dispersed you know so i didn't leave the truck till eight o'clock you know let all the hunters there in case i bumped up so they could have an opportunity that and didn't want to be walking 
you know, I think I was an elk and shoot me something. There's a lot of hunters in the area. Right. But um, I went up, uh, and man, I had this crazy deal about three quarters of the way up. Started hitting me. It hit me right between the eyes like a ton of bricks. And, you know, I mean, I'm kind of an emotional guy anyways. You know what I mean? I mean, I kind of get overwhelmed with emotion. Yeah. But I started thinking, you know, you know, you always think about the solo hunt, solo hunt, solo hunt. By yourself, you're, you know, you're doing the hard thing, you know, and there's a sense of pride, you know, and, you know, excitement, you know, you're doing something that you, you know, you never had done before uh, first time. But then it kind of all kind of came together started thinking man i am absolutely the this i was very humbled at that point in time i was like there's no way in the world i could do this you know by myself you know yes i'm i'm here i'm you know i'm the only one pulling the trigger only one carrying this meat out i'm the only one doing all this stuff but the realization kind of came to me that holy crap you know without my peer community that you know is around me and has given me so much support you know, a number one, you know, I think back at like, okay, I've got an outstanding marriage with my wife, you know, Jennifer loves me, she gives me support, unreal, and, you know, I had been gone two weeks prior, you know, we have a five and a two-year-old, by the way, so she stays at home and takes care of everything while I'm up in the mountain trying to, you know, either find myself or lose myself, I hadn't figured that out yet, uh, but then I t- go on this return trip, and she's just like, oh yeah, go ahead, you know, takes care of everything while I'm gone, takes care of everything while I'm, you know, not gone. And it's just like, wow, you know, without the loving support of my wife, you know, absolutely. how could I, you know, so A, number one, I'm like, okay, I can't, I can't take credit for this because my wife is, gives me such great support. And I think about our relationship, you know, I mean, the whole deal is, is you want me to push myself to my limit and I want you to push yourself to your limit. You know, and keep just, you know, going and growing. So, I mean, you've been my best friend for 30 years. And it's like, well, man, you know, the support there. I told you about the Mountain Tough community, you know, um, and the people that I've met along there. I mean, it's just, you know, Phil Cornerchuk, you know, Bobby Duma. You know, these I went on a leadership excursion, and, you know, we still keep in contact. And, you know, he was sheep hunting. I'm elk hunter, you know. Just the, you know, fact that we're communicating and we're, you know, he's in Canada, I'm here, blah, blah, blah. You know, it's just just support that you have to go and do these things, you know. But think about the, the people that you, you know, you work with, like my firm, you know. Said anything to me. I've been gone for, you know, however many weeks. They just kind of leave me alone and let me go. And, you know, I had a meeting this past Friday and everybody was giving me high fives and stuff over my You know, so it's just like, man, you know, without this support community, you know, where would I be? But then it kind of boils down to this. If I was a guy that was sitting around wondering, you know, like, if I had the con, I'm not saying that everybody contemplates this, but I have, and I do still. Like, you know, what am I doing here on planet Earth? How did I get here? What happens to me when I'm no longer here? You know, I mean, I understand that I'm a mortal being, just like that elk. You know, that elk was living his best life now on that hill. Now he's in my freezer going to feed my family for, you know, a year, you know. So at some point in time, you know, my time on this earth is 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 over. And I start thinking about, you know, if I didn't, you know, have this creator, God, that I believe in, that created this wonderful, I don't know if you've ever been to Wyoming before and into the mountains and seen, you know, the sunrises and sunsets. It's just, just freaking beautiful. 
Okay, so I'm out there and I'm joining this creation. Okay, and then on top of that, I don't have to worry about what happens to me when I die because my belief system tells me that Jesus is going to resurrect me from the dead. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and then this whole time I've got, you know, what's called the Holy Spirit living within me, helping lead me, you know, through all this stuff because I'm telling you, I wouldn't have the relationship with my wife that I had. I, would, I wouldn't have the job that I had. I wouldn't have, you know, the community uh, and the friendship that I had if it wouldn't be for the blessings that God has given me, you know, the help to be able to climb a flipping mountain to go shoot it, you know, an elk, the, you know, the wife, the support group, the, you know, everything. So I think what all this kind of boils down to is this conversation that I'm trying to have with you is your support group and who you're led by is as important as anything that you can do as a leader because without a support group, how can you develop into the leader that you want to be? Uh, Again, I've told you about my support group. It comes, you know, from God, the fact that I don't have to worry about death or anything. I don't have to fear anything. There's So supposedly there was grizzly bears in that, you know, area, you know, like there was one that passed through there or something. Now, it's considered bear country or whatever. Now, there was some times I did find a bear track in, in the canyon that I was in, you know, I thought, Okay, well, I'm going to probably carry my bear spray, you know, get it where I can kind of get to it. But, again, the flip side is, is that if a grizzly bear mauled me, you know, and killed me, I have resurrection from the dead. I've got eternal life. I don't have, you know, I don't have anything to worry about because of my faith system structure. So, whenever I look at my purpose and my why and the things that are, you know, that drive who I am to try to push me, it all revolves back around kind of like, you know, my faith first, my family, and then my friends, you know, it's just, anyways, I say all that to say, I'm blessed beyond measure, um, got to have a support group, you got to have, you, you're, you can't be this, you know, oh, I'm going to do it all on my own, you know what I mean, you have to have a support group, you have to have people that uh, believe in you, trust you, push you, motivate you, encourage you, and for me, again, that revolves around my faith, my family, my friends. It's a lot of information. So where are you coming from? <clears throat> Support group is uh, it's a word strong enough to kind of describe vital. Yeah. It's vital. Without a good support group, bounce off of. No, just you. you don't have a sounding board. And you can have a great day or you can have a terrible day. Great days, a support group can praise you, and on a terrible day, it's tough to get back on course. But without that, yeah, right without that, on a great day, you're on the mountaintop. On a bad day, close. Yeah. You've got nothing there. There's no support group. There's no nothing coming back at you. It's just you in your own head. Yeah. It's uh, super important. Vital. Your wife, awesome. Hey, I'm in the same boat as that. I, I simply yeah, say, t- tell me about didn't you get a chance to go out? Yeah, to, we got to west? go to Wyoming. Not not near the epic of a trip, but we got to go with some family. I'd say my, it was pretty epic. I mean, it was pretty epic. Yeah, first <laughs> one out there. My brother, he had been in, so we all got to hang out. My brother had been in Colorado, no, yeah, Colorado elk hunting. And, uh, he was he, out there a whole month, wasn't he? He was out there a month. I think he was doing more enjoying the mountains than hunting. Yeah, now, I, think he, I think he hunted a whole it. lot. Yeah. But I think he just uh, spent a lot of time in the hills. By himself. Yeah. Yeah. By himself. Mm-hmm. Solitude. Yep. Hanging out. And he got to meet some nice people along the way. I think he went into towns 
on Sundays and went to worship and then went back and hunt the other six days of the week. Mm-hmm. But he got to meet us up in Wyoming. My dad went, myself and my two oldest sons, Kaysen and Kel, we went out there and us three, Kaysen, Kel, and myself, we harvested antelope mm-hmm. over around the Lusk area. Mm-hmm. That was a heck of a trip. It was a heck of a road trip out there. Heck of a hunt. Good time spent. Beautiful country. A heck of a trip back. You ran over to South Dakota, though. We ran over to South Dakota and checked out Rushmore. It's a box you got to check if you're semi close. And still we, hadn't have done it. It's it's just right there. Yeah, I mean it's not far where we were between Lusk and Newcastle. I think it was an hour and twenty minutes over to Rushmore. Yeah. I love turkey hunting. Got to run across several groups mm-hmm. of turkeys over there in that South Dakota mountain range. Mark those on your onyx. Did, did about had a wreck, rubbernecking on some of them. Mm-hmm. That's okay. Okay, I love them. But, yeah, it was, a, I mean, it was a great trip out there. Without the support structure of my wife, we don't get to go. She's taking care of the younger one. She's mm-hmm. taking care of the house. She's taking care of all the day-to-day. Just like this morning. She's there at the house getting the boys ready to come to worship mm-hmm. so that I can come here and do this. Yeah. She's going to squared away. She's going to get them fed. She's going to meet us there. It's just what they do. We would be nothing. I would be nothing. We would be nothing. I don't know where I'd be. But I got a pretty good idea of where I'd be. Yeah. Yeah. Probably not. Probably not doing what I need to be doing. Yeah. But you kind of alluded to it there when you were talking about it and kind of getting into it that the hope that's within you. Yep. Right. We got life after death. Yep. That allows you to do some things and live a certain way and Freeze process you up. information and think about grizzly bears a little different. Yeah. Freeze me up. When it does. Don't get me wrong. All by grizzly bear hurt. Oh, painful. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm very, life after death. Very fearful of one. Resurrection. Yeah. It, there's not enough fear there that's going to keep me off the mountain because of the fact, yeah. you, you know, it's yeah. just like, oh, what's the worst he could do? Kill me? Okay. Yeah. yeah. I got Jesus. He resurrected me from the dead. Jesus I got, resurrected got, from the dead. got that problem covered. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's not something you have to be concerned about. No, no. It's, it's just not something you have to be concerned about. Sin. Same thing with, you know, trying to build my business. Same thing with trying to, you know, whatever. It's just like, I really don't have anything to worry about. I don't have to, you know, I can build the business, um, you know, to glory God as much as I want to or need to or find necessary. But in the end, that's not going to matter. You know, I mean, I can build it as much as I want to. And no, it's, yeah, it's yeah. ultimately it's not going to matter. No. No, it's not going to matter. But, but, yeah. what's the reason for it? Yeah, exactly. The purpose. Yeah, I mean purpose. So, you got to find it in everything, and yeah. it goes back to a root purpose. So, what do you, why are you doing what you're doing? Here's one of the things about, and this is why I'm just going to go back to to picking on the elk hunt. This is why I specifically do that. I do feel like, you know, me pushing myself, challenging myself, doing, getting out of my comfort zone in the mountains, because there's nothing comfortable about being up there. It's beautiful to look at, but it hurts. It's Every pretty comfortable drive through. Yeah, every step hurts, you know, and it's just, you know, it's just steep. It's, you know, yeah, uh, you know, you can see, you know, like, oh yeah, there's elk up there. Two and a half hours later, you can pro- maybe make it up there too. Yeah. You know, maybe, maybe they're there, maybe they're not. Yeah, and that's a two thousand foot elevation gain and over a mile and a half. So it's just, you know, it's hard. But I'll say this: I think that um, whenever I do come back from one of those trips, I feel like I'm even you know, better, more prepared to take on, you know, this task of, you know, being a dad, being a husband, being a, you know, 
And, you know, I mean, being the uh, the dude that I need to be to my clients, you know. And that was another thing. I mean, you know, the whole time I'm up there, I've, I've got clients running through my mind that, you know, give me love and support, you know. I mean, it's just like everything, every avenue that I, I have, I've got just this incredible support group, whether it's with or for, you know, or, you know, people I'm coming home to or, you know, just the friends that I met, you know, it's just like this. You have to have a team. You can't be by yourself. You have to have a team. Uh, you know, the lady that takes care of my office while I'm gone, I don't worry about the office. She just she takes care of everything. She while keeps it squared away. Keeps it squared away. I'm gone. I'm out. You think, I, I think about, about yeah, again, we'll just reiterate. Cause good people. Surround yourself with good people. That way you can give them support they need. They give, they'll give you the support that you need, and you'll be able to feed off of that, and you'll be able to achieve incredible results that you could never achieve by yourself. Now, here's another thing. <clears throat> let's say that you let's say that you've got a poor marriage right now, okay? Uh, and you're a dude. Hundred percent, it's not all her fault. You're the leader. Look yourself. Yep. Look at yourself in the mirror, and say, and I'm not. Again, I'm not praising me and Ryan because we've got these great marriages. I'm just saying that been blessed beyond measure by a God that loves us, okay? And we have sunk in what we feel like is necessary to, or even more so necessary to try to maintain this relationship to encourage them to be the best wife that they can be as well. And, you know, if you start, you know, pouring into your wife, um, just... It's like any investment, you're going to get a return on it. Yes. Spend some time. And you want to know how to do that? Read books. There you go. Read books and think. Yeah. Yeah. Read books. Ponder yeah. your own situation and yeah. how that better from that. Yeah. Think about Jesus. We're Jesus guys again. We'll say that often, but he got ready to go to work when he got ready to start the ministry. When he got ready to go out, he got a group of dudes around him. Mm-hmm. Say, come and follow me. Yep. Did he need them? He didn't need them. Mm-hmm. He realized the importance of it. Yep. How he could feed into them and they could. One of the other things I like about Jesus, he also went about, went alone by himself a lot too. Oh, he did. So he was surrounded. He had his, he you know, he's, he had, he had his group. entourage. He had his, you know, but he would also say, hey, time out. I'll be I'm back. Gonna, oh, yeah, I'm going to go on this mountain to pray. But whenever, guess where he was at whenever he was on the mountain to pray? He wasn't solo. He wasn't by himself. He was with God the Father. Mm-hmm. You know, at that point in time, you know, that's, that's, right. that's why he's able to recharge that battery that he needed. Because guess what? Humans can't offer you the support that you need all the time. There's only one being that I know of that is continually there day in, day out. And that's you know, God the Father, God the Holy Spirit, and, of course, Jesus the Son. I mean, there's there's a lot of benefits with life after death, resurrection from the dead. That's one. But those those daily benefits that that we get from being uh, from having Holy Spirit, being not alone, the counselor, just yep, making it through the day. Yep, day to day decisions. Holy Spirit's there, guiding, helping. It's a lot to process. We can go a lot of different ways. Jesus. Let's talk about that just a little bit. Yeah. Death, burial, and resurrection. Yeah. I mean, Jesus came, lived his life, preached, 
Died on a cross. Put in a grave. Turned from the dead. And went up to heaven. Yep. People saw him. And that was kind of the people whole... Saw him. A lot of people saw him. Yeah. And he... I can't remember how many days he was on, on planet Earth. After like 40-something. That's a lot of days. I don't know. He was on, know. you know... So after he died, you know, they, he was dead for three days. And they put him in a tomb. Uh, was his name Joseph Joseph of Arimathea or something like that? Yep. Yeah, so there's a rich, rich guy. He's like, hey, look, he can use my tomb. You know, it's kind of almost like kind of funny. Like, he can use my tomb, wink, wink. Like, yeah. he ain't going to stay in there. Because Jesus yeah. told them, he's like, look, I've got to go to the cross. I've got to die. I've got to be put to death. But I'm coming back. Yep. And he told them in three days. But they still didn't believe it. Right. You know, I mean, how could they? Hey, I'm fixing to die. And I'm not going to believe it if you tell me. Yeah, I'm going to raise my. back in yeah. back a couple of days. Yeah, oh, I'm, I'll okay, be back. buddy. Yeah, sure. Yeah, Thumbs I just I just saw you die on a cross. They pierced yeah. your side. You know, blood and stuff's coming out. I didn't just hear about you dying. I saw them nail them to. I, I saw, saw you die. Saw them stab you. Yeah, they You're pierced. Dead. Yeah, they pierced him I with saw that the spear. Life leave your body. Everything's gone. Yeah. yeah. So and then not only you know you're not in there after this horrible beating and scourging and being hung on the cross. Uh, you're not just sleeping in the tomb getting better. You're dead. Okay, you're dead. And then all I mean, what do you think about that concept of death, though? Right, you're breaking down that elk. How long does it take before it starts to turn? Oh man, pretty uh, quick. Yeah, depending on the weather. Yeah, and we're in. Yeah, the, the we're an- over there in that Middle East area that we all know is not just a cool climate. Yeah, the animal heat leaves this body quickly. So I mean, and that's just because you know you've got while you're breaking him down, you know he's he's warm, he's hot, he's all that. Yeah. But then you start, you know, you take a quarter, life's gone, and you, yeah, you set it over to the side, and then. You take a back strap, and then, you know, and by the time you start getting ready to, you know, start putting your pack, it's cool to touch. Yep. All the heat has left the body. You know, yep. it's it's gone, and it was just within, you know, within hours. You know, so, so long. No, so long. See, no. Think about that. Jesus laying in that tomb. We're we're talking about a spirit and a flesh being. We're talking about Jesus Christ coming and inhabiting a man. That man is what was dying there. That flesh is what was dying. And that man's also what came back to life. That's right. Isn't that incredible? Mm-hmm. Flesh died. Well, and here's the flip side that I always kind of thought was funny. You know, like we read in, in the New Testament of like, you know, Jesus, you know, raising Lazarus from the dead. Yeah. You know, Jesus is alive and then he's there and he's raising somebody from the dead. Right. Huge, epic thing. Absolutely. I mean, this is a big deal, yeah. right? But he was dead. Dead. And then How he, long had he, he been dead for? Three days. Yeah. And then he rose himself alive. You know what I'm saying? I'm talking about, you know, Jesus yeah, was yeah. dead. And then, of course, what, Lazarus was dead for like three days, yeah, that's too. Three, Lazarus, four days. I'm yeah. pretty sure, was. Yeah, three or four days. He was they rotten. Said, they, yeah, they were saying he he's was, starting to smell. Yeah, that's right. That, that, yeah, Mary yeah. and Martha one, yeah, you know, which was one of his sisters, like, yeah. well, don't go in there. He's starting to smell. Yep, but it. Jesus is just like, no, nah, I got this. I hey, got I, this. I want to. I'd watch. I know when I'm on this, you know, Jesus wept. You know, yeah, that, that was the, the shortest scriptures that, you know, I don't know. You might not be a Bible guru or whatever. I don't care. That's cool. But Jesus wept. You know, it's like the shortest scripture. And growing up as a kid, you know, Jesus wept. That was a big deal. And, you know, I came to a conclusion about that the other day. Uh, yesterday, it was 21 years since my dad was dead. Okay. okay. 21 years. And so I come back and I, I look at, you know, Jesus wept in the scripture. So. I can't remember if either Mary or Martha won, you know. So Jesus is friends with this dude and his sisters. This dude dies. You know, he's taking his time getting over there, and they're like, hey, you know, Lazarus is sick. Hurry. Come, come, yeah, hurry. Come heal him. You didn't come. get here fast enough. Yeah, he died. You, we've seen you do all kinds of miracles and stuff like that. You've raised people, you know, you've created people that 
you know, blind, lame, and walk again. You know, done all these miracles. Hurry. Well, Jesus takes his time. Mm-hmm. And then when he gets there, Lazarus ain't just a little dead. He's very dead. He's starting to stink. He's a lot of dead. But, again, I can't remember <laughs> if it's Mary or Martha one. It's one of the sisters that said, if you would have been here, mm-hmm. he wouldn't have died. Mm-hmm. And then that's whenever we start seeing Jesus wept. You know, and it's just, to me, almost, it kind of, it's, it's like almost this insult, like, you know, that's a God in flesh being told, hey, you killed my my brother. You allowed it to happen, you know. This, they're exactly angry right. with God, and they're looking at she God. She accused him. Yes. They're looking at God in the face and saying, mm-hmm. you're the one that killed my brother. Because yep. if you hadn't have been gone, if you hadn't have been somewhere else, because think about, like, you know, 21 years ago, you know, I could have got mad at God for killing my dad 21 if yeah. you hadn't have been, you know, God, where were you at? Yeah. Why weren't you there whenever, you know, that tractor yeah. rolled over and killed him on this crazy freak accident, you know? Yeah. It's like, so when Jesus wept, I almost feel like it was just this ultimate insult of insults because here he is. He loved Lazarus. He was his buddy. And then it's like, you know, you killed him. You killed my, and Jesus is like, no, I love him. I would never kill him, yeah. you know? But then he raises him from the dead. You know, it's just kind of, I don't know, that was just a little sidebar note. That hit me a couple years ago. Like, it was just, because oftentimes whenever somebody dies, we, you know, and we want to blame God or, you know, even if we maybe don't have a belief in God, we we think, well, there's no way there could be a God because all this horrible crap happens. You know what I mean? Right. You hear it a lot. I mean, it's a very, it's a very real, and I'm not trying to take away from that. That's a very real feeling that that people have. It's a real emotion, for sure. Yes. But the understanding is, is that, you know, there is a wonderful God out there. He loves everybody. He didn't want anybody to perish. He didn't want anybody to die. Not one. Not one. He will leave the 99 to go find the one lost sheep. There is, you know, he does love you. He wants a relationship with you. And he wants to resurrect you from the dead, just like he did Lazarus, just like he did himself. And just like, you know, he's going to do us because of our belief system in him that we just trust him and. And we move on. And then, you know, being able to check that box, I don't have to worry about anything. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. what do I have to worry about? Put your faith in Jesus. That's it. Resurrect you from the dead. Yeah. And then you talk about, what, what better plan? Is at there that point that? in time, what do you have to cons- be concerned about? Can't, can't you reach down into the depths and, and push harder and do things more epic? You can handle failure about? much better. Yeah. Can't you take that marriage that you got and turn it around a little bit? Because you know Absolutely. what? Got Jesus. You know what? Maybe she could get some Jesus. Maybe I showed her Jesus. Maybe, you know, there you go. There's your hope. The God that has the power to raise you from the dead has the power to fix your marriage, fix your friendships, fix your workplace, fix your personal problems, fix your addictions, whether it be coffee or meth. Yeah. Yeah. Coffee. What, whichever <laughs> whichever it is. Hey, he can take care of it. If it's something that he you know is it. wrong for well, you, all right, so let's he go, can take care of let's it. Let's go back to the movie The Blind. You know, I went to go watch it. Watched it. Time out. The Blind, Phil Robertson's story. Go watch it. West Monroe, Louisiana. Go Kind of gives it. that whole Duck yeah. Commander. It just kind of gives the whole story. Yeah. A lot we, left out, but it still hits the high points of it. Yeah. Yeah. I all mean, right, go. Ryan and I, we've been, you know, uh, that's whenever we discuss, like, you know, who we want to develop our leadership skills into. I mean, he's the prime example. But two two names come to mind. I just want to throw it out there, and that's the Apostle Paul and Phil Robertson. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean. There you go. Goodness gracious. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know how you get Guys that keep on going. Guys keep that on. had really shady backgrounds. Yep. Saved by the grace of Jesus Absolutely. Christ, you know. Absolutely. And by the way, this whole Jesus thing that we're talking about, it's not because we're good that he, you know, 
comes and dies for us and saves us from mm-hmm. our sins. It was while, I mean, that was one of the, dude, that's one of the things that hit me on the mountain. It's like, God loves me while we and I still suck. Yes. I suck and God loves sins, me. God came. Yeah, while I'm continually sinning. Yep. God loves me. And he's like. Not after you get all your stuff squared away. Yeah. And he goes, hey, oh, yeah. you look a yeah. little better now. I think you, I'll take you in. cleaned yeah. up. Come on in over here. Yeah, you, you look a little bit. You've got off the drugs now. Come on. No, yeah, that's no, not his. No. While you were yet, yeah. he saved you. Yeah. So in your, in your deepest, darkest, lowest part, that's when he can save you. Yeah. Blind. Go ahead. Okay. So We the, got off there. Go ahead. Blind. Yeah. So so the short short story, mm-hmm. here we go. Go watch it. Absolutely. You know, go watch The Blind. You're going to get to see what we're talking about that has happened in our lives, this transformation from, you know, we died to our sins. Mm-hmm. We were buried with him in baptism. Yep. Uh, we were, at that point in time, became babes in Christ. Yep. Um, you know, and we were just born again, you know. So yep. you just have to die to yourself, you know. Um, and by the way, how's that working for you? You know, how's how is your way working for you right now? Yeah. You know, hey, maybe it's going great. Maybe you think everything's going great. That's good. That's wonderful. You know, now what happens when you die? You know, are you going to be like Rover and be dead all over? I don't know. Maybe it's not, you know, not really my belief. I think that, you know, we're created this, this spiritual being that's going to, you know, have this opportunity to live eternally mm-hmm. um, through faith. But, you know, what do I know? Right. Oh, and I mean, you know, this whole. You know, reading the Bible and trying to, you know, be the, the husband that, that God calls us to, to be. You know, I mean, husbands, love your wives. We've got instruction on how to do that. What about our kids, you know? Love my kids. Where am I going to get some instruction on how to be a good dad? Hmm. Here yep. we go. Let's let's look at the Bible. Let's, you know, see, you know, what we have here yep. uh, as a, you know, just walk the, the life. Here's the worst that could happen. You live mm. a life that. <laughs> That is full of, uh, you know, uh, peace, love, joy, kindness, love, kindness, patience. self-control, patience, you know, and all these things that you sit here and you try to, you know, that I'm not, I'm not usually patient. I'm not usually kind, you know, I mean, I'm not usually, I'm not all these things. I'm normally a grump. I'm not joyful. Yeah, no, no but then when, it, <laughs> you know, then whenever it comes down to it, I'm, I'm you know, he refines us. He gives us a path. He says, "Here, here's some grace along the way, but here's a path." And then you continually strive to be more and more like Jesus, day in and day out. You know? And you know, what if I'm wrong? I could be wrong about it. Then I live this life of, you know, self-control and all that, still reaching my all my epic goals. I don't think that I could, you know, reach any more goals if I wasn't a Jesus follower. You know what I'm saying? You still lived a fulfilled life with a purpose. Yeah. You yeah, I mean, I, do, I don't think, yeah, purpose. I don't think that I would have any stronger purpose if I wasn't a Jesus follower. I really don't think no, that I would. I don't, I don't see how you could. I mean, maybe I could. People do epic things that aren't Jesus followers Absolutely. every day. But, but it's just like, okay. So if I'm wrong, I've had a great run at it. I loved on people. I've given them support. You know, my wife and my kids, my, you know, my health, I try to take care of that because that's a blessing from God, you know. So, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, it's just, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. That's okay. And but I, if you're then right. I'll be like, then I'll be like Rover and dead all over, <laughs> you know. Just like, but if, I'm, but if I'm not wrong. What if you're not wrong? What if, what if you're right? <laughs> I'll I tell you, the most compelling thing that I would say is the people that, that died, that were martyrs for Jesus, 
were the people that saw him raised from the dead. Mm -hmm. I'm going to ask you a question. Would you die for a lie? No. <clears throat> I wouldn't either. <laughs> if I knew for a fact that... And we're talking about the people that saw it happen. Yeah, these are the, you know... They would have known truth yeah. or lie. These are the people that are they there. they saw the miracles. Was, they saw the... Saw him alive. Saw, saw him dead. Saw him raised from the dead. Then they were martyred and killed. Who would die Because for of their belief system in him. Would you die for a lie? Not if I knew it to be a lie. Well, now... And, and I just want to emphasize, we're not talking about a clean death shot in the head. Yeah. We're talking about a Roman death. We're talking about a Jewish death at the time. Mm -hmm. Vicious. <clears throat> They hated Christianity, both of them. Yep. They wanted to squash it. I'd die for a lie. I don't think I'd die for a lie. Not if I knew it was false. People would die for their religions all the time. They do. You know, I mean, you knew if you were there and saw it. They do. <clears throat> book called Case for Christ. Just kind of. Least trouble. Yep. It's also bit. a movie. If you if you're not a book reader, I would highly recommend reading the book. I had seen the movie. Was the movie good? It was good. I read the book and watched the movie. I read the book. I Solid. I never watched the movie. Yeah, no, the, the movie's good. Okay. I, mean, I wasn't a book reader until a few years ago, so yeah. I watched the movie first and then came back and uh, did the book. Yeah. Uh, but the movie, if you can't read, if you're not there yet, where you're starting to read, grab that movie, Amazon Prime, wherever you can get it for a couple of bucks, and watch that thing. Very well worth it. Very well worth it. Kind of lays out the historical evidence for Christ. How he came to those conclusions. And he was a non-believer that converted to Christianity. While trying to substantiate his beliefs, yep. he came into overwhelming evidence that Christ lived, died, and was resurrected. Yep. By the way, does that help? It was... Uh uh, smaller five by five. Um, they're called raghorns in the elk hunting world. Okay. I'll be honest with you, dude. Those guys that shoot those giant like three sixty bulls and stuff. I don't know how they get their antlers through the woods. Man, I've seen the pictures of them with them strapped to their back, and I mean they're you know two foot wide human. Now all of a sudden they're six foot. Yeah, man. You're trying to like navigate. Same concept of elk walking through. I always look at those elk. And how do they get like, their they antlers? Get yeah. How do they get through there? If you're looking at a whitetail trail, you're like, you know. Got a snag on a briar every 18 inches. Yeah. Oh, if you want to try something hard, trail hunting, three hours to break it down, and total pack out time was right at 13 hours, then that's, you know, that's actually pack on your back moving. Uh, four trips, uh, there's about 200 pounds of deboned meat. Oh. Great time. Uh, anything that you can do out in the mountains, even if you just go hike, you don't want to even get a tag. Just go out and hike in the mountains. Yes. Uh, just go. Do something hard. Do something tough. Do something that's that's uncomfortable. Stretch you, push you, but just realize, come to the conclusion that when you do hike to the top of that mountain, whether it's Everest or whatever it is that's on your list, uh, you know, whenever you do hike to, to the top of my mountain, at this point in time was. And they always say, you know, if you reach your goals within the, you know, first five years or whatever like that, your goals were set too low. I would agree with that completely. You know, if that's your lifetime goal and you hit it in five years, probably it's time to stretch stuff. It's time to kind of bump that out a little bit and push a little bit harder because you can do some, you know, other things. Go out, do hard things, things that, um, you know, maybe you don't even think are possible for you. It took me 
Uh, now, on rifle elk hunts, it took me two other failed attempts. I had no reason to believe that, you know, that this one was going to go any different because it's, you know, it's rifle elk hunting. You know, it's hard. But you got to find them, and then you got to get in close enough to shoot them, and then shoot them, and then you got to pack them out. You know, go do hard stuff. And then when you do that hard thing, it's going to give you gas and fuel. By the way, Jason, you're going to go uh, to Idaho with me. So I'm going to try to get an, an Idaho tag if I can get one. Um, he told me that as a Friday. So now I'm trying to figure out, okay, I've done the, you know. So what elk, that's your elk hunting plan next year? Yeah, yeah. We're going to try to go to Idaho. And if I can get a tag, you know, they're, they've got yeah, a, a little different got, there. Yeah, a little different deal there. But I've got to mentally start prepping myself right now because, you know, a rifle elk hunt by yourself is one thing. Archery elk hunt where, you know, we typically use a, a calling, you know, set up. A little more detail. Yeah. So my opportunity. Hard to call and pull back a bow and all that at the same time. Yeah. Well, they, you call, just like turkey hunting, you know, you call in a turkey, he's going to stop where he can see the call coming from. Yep. But now add terrain and add a, a nose right. for them to be able to smell you, you know, it's just like, oh, wow, you know. So I have to psych myself up and understand that there's people out there that have done, just like I'm not the only person that's ever shot a, you know, a bull and broke it down and packed it out by himself. But the flip side is, is that, you know, I've never done it before, so it's new to me. So I've never, you know, <clears throat> gone on a, an archery hunt solo. And, uh, yeah, so I'm trying to get myself psyched up for that. Or to, or to come on that in a little bit. But. Idaho's got some rough country in it up north. Yeah. You want to go? Five, maybe <laughs> my first year to go elk hunting. Okay. You get ready to cash in I those Wyoming. I think we're going mule deer hunting this I'll have when a you, pile of Wyoming points. When you get ready to cash, to cash in. in the Wyoming points, I got a spot. And today is uh, October the 29th. <laughs> I've got to buy this year's points. You haven't bought them my, yet? No, it's close as the 31st. Dude, I'll take care of it tonight. All right. No, before sure. I go to bed. It's right. on my list. I've got to, got to put some uh, boys in the deer stand this evening and let them hunt. And right. Tonight, hopefully, before I go to bed, I'll log in and buy four people points. How's deer hunting good? Did they see anything yesterday? Uh yeah, had a little bit of movement. Didn't get anything done. Cold front oh, moves. Nasty. Oh my gosh. It was like seventy seven and rainy. Seventy four yesterday morning we got in the blind. And when you got in the yeah. Just miserable. Seventy four we got in the blind, seventy four, seventy five yesterday afternoon. Uh, it's supposed to be fifty four today. Start to change and then tomorrow night I think it's like five thirty, something like that. That's a pretty drastic change from eighty. Yeah. On Friday, yeah, I think we're going to get a killing frost Tuesday morning. Yeah, I think so. First, first I one of the. We were walking yesterday. I said, "Look at that, it's about to be brown." They're going to be brown. It's going to be almost just overnight. Well, and that's that's kind of. I mean, like last year we had our killing frost October the sixteenth, which yeah. is really early. Usually, our average frost is second week in November. And the year before that, it was on October the thirty first. Yep. So now here we are getting another yep. killing frost here pretty soon. So. That's good. I'm ready for it. I'm ready for the leaves to start changing colors. Yeah, and, and they're going to start. It'll be rapid now. Yeah, we're pumping water. Uh, I went down to Cypress uh, yesterday. And we're pumping water, getting the duck holes and stuff filled up. So Jess is getting excited. It's time. Yeah. It's duck hunting time. Yeah. Y'all season over. Uh, in Arkansas, it's November the 18th. I think Texas opens up weekend before that, maybe. If I duck hunt in Texas, it's going to be later on in December. 
have enough hobbies right now. I understand. Man, my little boy absolutely adores it, and yeah. that's really got my five. Yeah. Sitting as long as I've sat all day. It's good. Mm-hmm. He likes to squirrel hunt deal, too. We're moving around out in the woods and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It's fun this time of year to get the squirrel hunt. After that frost, after them snakes are inside, you can let them run around with a little orange on and yeah. swing across creeks and run across creeks and just have a good time. Mm-hmm. Good time to be out in the woods. Yeah, for sure. Got anything else? Man, no. All I got. All right, we're going to end it right there, and uh, I'll have a good week. Catch you next time.